Angela Fazio is an industry powerhouse who has overseen 40,000 homes sold and 9 billion in production. And Kristen Cantrell is one of the nation's most accomplished team leaders, helping thousands of agents build their businesses. They are passionate about educating, encouraging, and empowering moms in real estate. Our next episode starts now. Welcome to Moms in Real Estate. This is Kristen Cantrell. And I'm Angela Fazio. Today we have a wonderful a guest. Her name is Heather Pilcher. And we're going to be talking about defying the odds as a corporate world dropout. So <laughs> I love that topic. I know, dropout. But Heather, tell us all about you. Yeah, so I'm 30 years old. I live in the Cincinnati area. I'm a mom of a three-year-old and I'm six months pregnant with a baby girl. Um, my husband and I have been married about eight years, and we originally are from the West Coast, and about six years ago, we relocated to Cincinnati um, for my husband's corporate job that he got, and we worked downtown for a couple of years, and then I guess we're going to talk later about the corporate world dropout. <laughs> yeah, well, and that it's not just you who dropped out of corporate America, it's you and your husband, and it's right, right. around the same time frame as when you, you had your baby, right? Your first baby. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so tell us about that. Yeah, so um, we were both working downtown Cincinnati in corporate world for about two years after we graduated college, and when I was pregnant with our first son, Ethan, um, I started thinking about what we're going to do with him. We didn't have family out here. A lot of people can rely on family support for, you know, child care and things like that. Um, so we were talking about different options, and it kind of was just a topic of conversation until he was born. And then while I was on maternity leave with my baby in my arms at home, I started thinking, uh, you know, I'm going to be working 40 hours a week, punching the clock. Um, I was happy where I was at um but I just there was always an income ceiling and you can only progress so far with certain degrees that's in the corporate true. world that's true and you were in accounting right yes so I actually did not have an accounting degree but I graduated um with a degree in what literally what my diploma is a bachelor's degree in family life and what and so it was uh, in family life oh yeah I most people never even knew it was a thing so the classes I had to take all my general ed but then it was a mix of an interior design class, human development, floral design, um, child development, family finances. There was a critical research and inquiry class. That was probably the hardest one in the program. <laughs> um, but when I was growing up, I wanted to be a pharmacist because I was my parents both worked in the medical field. And I always thought that the medical field is how you made money. And so I planned on doing pharmacy, and I got a full-ride scholarship offer to ISU um, in Idaho, but I declined that and went to a different university that offered me nothing. It was competitive school and programs. So when I was looking at the programs, I decided to just kind of see what the classes were, and for whatever reason, I felt okay doing this family life degree. I, I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do to make money with this, but <laughs> right, right. I, um, I kind of had to trust. Uh, what I felt. And so I, looking back, I'm really glad that I did because I had a lot of really unique experiences to learn and grow personally while I was at college, um, a lot of different leadership opportunities with my peers and things like that. Um, and then when we got married, um, you know, we were in school for two more years. We both graduated in 2015. And then my husband got a job out in Cincinnati. And I was super proud of him. He got recruited from a top business program and everything. 
Um, and then we parked on the river, across the river from Cincinnati's the Kentucky side. And I'll never forget it because my husband had this awesome job. And I felt so lost because mm. we were planning to have a baby right off the bat once we finished school. And that turned out to be a lot harder than we thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. So um, I was like, well, I've got to get a job. I want to contribute. So I started applying to all the different corporate buildings I could find downtown and just kind of adjusted my resume to kind of fit, you know, an accounting role, a customer service role, uh, all the different things. And I ended up at Macy's at their accounting headquarters. So for the first couple of months, I worked in uh, basically detecting employee theft by analyzing numbers. Oh, <laughs> that's a happy subject. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was interesting because, I mean, the accounting department was not necessarily intriguing to me by any means, but the part about catching bad guys by analyzing the numbers was exciting. That was like the most competitive <laughs> part of it. <laughs> that's so awesome. Catching bad that's guys. kind of how... Yeah, so that's where I kind of realized, I'm like, I've got a competitive side that does not necessarily fit in the accounting department, but anyway, so then I moved over, they promoted me to business licensing, so I managed and did renewals for business licenses across the country, I think there were over a thousand store locations. Um, Anyway, so that's what I was doing, and then when Ethan was born, I was at home, part-time maternity leave, I somehow got hit by social media, I'm sure, um, with real estate podcasts and webinars. And I all of a sudden was just intrigued. So that's kind of where real estate started. And we had bought our house about a year earlier. um, And we had just done a little bit of fixing up. We put new carpet in and painted. So it was just kind of a facelift. And we sold that house shortly after our son was born. And we walked away with about a $15,000 check. And that was a bigger check than either of us had ever had as fresh college graduates. Mm -hmm. So we thought there's something to real estate. But then when we moved into the next house, two doors down, we were the upstairs ones under construction, ripped apart, floors were up and everything. And we were living downstairs with a three-month-old baby and boxes and piles of just crap everywhere. (laughs) So we moved in that first night. We were both, I think we both cried a little bit, like, what have we done? Um, but we knew there was something to real estate and that was where it all started. We wanted to figure it out. So we kind of moved from there. So then if, if he had this job that he loved and you were watching that, like how, how did he end up quitting, uh, corporate America? So, um, it's a great question. (laughs) So our plan was that he was supposed to work for a couple of years and then we were going to go back for an MBA for him. Because that was just kind of what you did. You work for a little bit, you go get an MBA, you can make more money, go to the next job. And so that was the track he was on. But we always had talked about wanting to get into real estate because people always said real estate's where you build wealth, real estate's where you build passive income. So we just kind of thought we had to like make more money in corporate America in order to be able to afford to get into real estate. Mm-hmm. So real estate was always kind of the goal, but the corporate stuff was means to an end. So when uh, I, I ended up putting in my notice for my job that I was going to leave, um, a month later, I got on auction.com and bid on a house that we were going to flip <laughs> and I uh, figured out how to buy it with hard money because we didn't have a bunch of cash. We did not have previous investing experience or credibility to get other people to invest with us at that point. So we bought that house on auction.com with a hard money loan. And about the time that we finished remodeling it, which was about a month later, my husband, Brandon, quit his job 
because we felt like there were enough signs and enough just, we were absolutely just in love and intrigued with real estate in general. So we thought the longer he stays working up the corporate ladder, he's literally building someone else's company. That's right. Uh, we're not investing in mm-hmm. ourselves. And so it was a big conversation of like, how confident are you willing to <laughs> bet on yourself? That's a good and conversation. So <laughs> yeah. So it was terrifying. Uh, we had to work out some of the details like health insurance. That was a big question for us, but we found an option that works great and it hasn't even been a concern since then. But there's just some of these hurdles that I feel like a lot of times people have that they think they can't take a risk or jump off the cliff because whatever it is, like their net that's going to catch them. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of our friends, when we both had quit our jobs, they were thinking like, what are you doing? You were right on track. My husband had received a couple of promotions and special awards. He was doing everything right. And then he just quit. And they said, well, what's your plan B if real estate doesn't work? And we said, there's not a plan B. We're going to make this work. And we were confident enough we wanted it. We had no idea how it was going to work. We had no idea what the future would look like. But we felt like we were confident enough we wanted it and that we could make it work. Well, let's park right there for just a second because I'm – a huge believer in risk taking, you know, calculated risk taking for sure. And, um, you know, I don't know about anybody who's listening, but I'll bet you you're thinking, well, gosh, they're brave. We're not that brave. Right. But I think that, um, for every, because my husband and I have also taken huge risks and so has Kristen. I know Mm -hmm. several of the risks that she's taken and not every risk is guaranteed to work out. Mm -hmm. But when you get more comfortable with the idea of, um, the idea of you have so much more to gain if you are willing to put your, yourself out there, believe in yourself and take big risks. Mm-hmm. Otherwise Absolutely. you're just going to be putting one foot in front of the other for the rest of your life in kind of a mundane way. Yeah. And even yeah. like when people say you're brave, like my, one of my biggest risks I ever take took was like, I felt like I was going to throw up for like two months and that's okay though like I I, now I'm like and we cried (laughs) we cried a little (laughs) I'm talking about yeah there's a a few big risks that I've done over the last three years so and even like right now like that was your first renovation property but since then don't you have um how many Airbnbs do you have how many long-term rentals do you have and how many flips have you done Yeah, uh, that's a great question. So up front, we tracked it a lot better um, because it was like a big deal to do, you know, one step at a time. Um, I know, so we we started flipping in 2018. We did two houses that we bought and sold. So they were official flips. And then in 2019, we did nine transactions. Um, A couple of them were flipped and a couple of them we bought and remodeled and then we kept. So we kept making these houses beautiful and selling them. And we're like, man, we're giving away these golden assets that are perfect. (laughs) So we figured out a a creative way to start keeping properties. And that's when we got into Airbnb. So rather than doing long-term rentals right out the gate, that was a little more, you know, people look at long-term rentals as a safer investment because you don't have people coming in and out that are strangers and all that. But to us, we saw Airbnb as an opportunity to have all of the same benefits of holding property long-term plus the cash flow is time mm-hmm. is drastically higher. Mm-hmm. So to us, it was like, well, we're going to be doing all of this anyway. We may as well go for the cash flow up front because that was high priority for us. Mm-hmm. So at this point now we're at the end of 2021, um, we have four Airbnbs and we actually don't have any long-term rentals right now. Um, just because we've put all of our eggs in one basket with short-term rentals and they're doing really, really well. 
Well, and I think so, that the big thing that the big takeaway that people that are listening can can really think of is like the 2018 to 2021 and you have four Airbnbs and this just started with you getting like obsessed with figuring out how do I tap into this real estate thing. And so mm-hmm. I think that that's so cool because you've spent a lot of time just feeding your brain all of the investment type podcasts and books and everything and, and look at what you, how what a short amount of time to get four Airbnbs. Anyone can do it because you're completely like proof of that. Right. Yep. A family life degree with a, you know, a new baby and a (laughs) husband who jumped off the deep end at the same time. Um, so, I mean, I'm a a huge advocate for if you want it, you can figure it out. And I mean, you have to know, you're not going to know how it's going to all work out. You have to have, like you said, some strategic planning, strategic risk taking, mm-hmm. um, but be willing to just try because you have no idea. I've always heard that you'll you'll be disappointed in what you accomplish in one year, but you'll be shocked by how much you can accomplish in five years. Ooh, yeah, and I totally true. believe that mm-hmm. um, because the first year for us was like so much stress and blood, sweat and tears. I mean, working through the night while the baby was sleeping, trying to get stuff done while he was not needing attention, you know, um, a lot of sacrifices made, but I mean, looking back now, our ability to earn both of us has drastically increased and, and then be able to hold rental property. And one of the properties is paid off completely. So we never would have done that if we would have stayed on our a golden path in the corporate world. So you said, you know, you'll be disappointed in one year and then like super pleasantly surprised in five. Where do you see yourself Mm -hmm. on year five? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's a great question. I think that a lot of great things are in the works right now. And we're in the process of working on building out a property management company um, that I think has huge, huge potential in this area. Um, and then with my real estate, I obviously went later and got my real estate sales license. Um, I'm an agent and I'm the productivity coach at our office in Northern Kentucky at Keller Williams. And I think that there's so many opportunities to build out our rental portfolio, but also build other income streams beyond that too. One of the things that I'm, that I'm noticing about your, um, journey is your willingness to, uh, learn and grow and do things differently change and morph and be okay with not knowing how everything's going to work out exactly. And that quality is, um, is something that you have to, I don't think it really comes perfectly natural for anyone, even somebody like me who doesn't mind change and doesn't mind risk, you know, but you have to keep your mindset strong and you have to remind yourself that you are worth the investment and that you can do it and that you have what it takes, right? I mean, what do you do to work on your mindset to keep that strong? Absolutely. Um, So kind of funny, when we first got married about eight years ago, I told my husband, I will follow you anywhere. You know, we can do whatever job or business profession you want to do. We'll go anywhere in the country or in the world. We'd even consider going out of the country for a PhD program. I mean, kind of all open, right? But I told him the one thing that I needed was stability. And I laugh looking back at that because in my mind, <laughs> stability meant, you know, like a, a salary with benefits, like a good, stable corporate kind of lifestyle. I, like, I really thought that's what that meant. And um, I think that when you see an opportunity or you, it's almost like you, you feel something inside of your soul that just kind of is calling you. You don't know how to 
put it into action. You have no idea what it's going to look like, but there's just something that speaks to you. You got to try and just pursue it and take one step at a time. It might just start with a conversation with someone, you know, in the industry and it might, you know, like one thing leads to the next, but if you don't ever take a step, there's always going to be an emptiness. And it's a, also it's going to, I think it, it hits your confidence. You'll lose confidence if you don't go you'll gain confidence if you do. I also think that being an entrepreneur and developing those skills is far more stable than any job that you could ever have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I think it's all about perception. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it absolutely is. I think your story is very inspiring. And I think that a lot of the people listening are going to definitely have some great takeaways and encouragement if they're thinking about jumping out of corporate America. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> jump out. Yeah. Just jump out. So thank you so much for coming on and um, and telling us your story because it is inspiring. Yeah. Thank you, Heather. We really appreciate your transparency. Yeah, thank you for inviting me to come. And I, I love the moms in real estate stuff because everybody has a different story, different circumstances, but everybody can take a risk on themselves and go chase their dreams, you know? Yes, absolutely. Amen to that. <laughs> Amen to that. Well, if anyone listening would like to be a guest on Moms in Real Estate or they know somebody who should be a guest, do not hesitate to reach out to us. Go find us on Instagram. It's just Moms in Real Estate, and we would love to hear from you. Bye.